0: Fitness, nutrition, sleep, longevity, performance, fat loss, and all the keys to a life of health, happiness, and success. I'm Jed Zimmer, your host, and welcome to The Health Project. Matt, guys, we got episode 38. Uh, very special guest jumping on tonight, one that I'm very excited to have on in Lucas Aoun. I'm not sure if I pronounced that name uh, correct. I wasn't wasn't too sure there, but Lucas, welcome to The Health Project, mate. It is, it's super exciting to have you on board.
1: Jared, thanks for having me, man. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Now, mate, um, I uh, I first came across you by a fellow Benigo bloke who um, who I know I've just come to know recently. He's sort of he's in the health field himself, and he he dropped your name to me a little while ago. I didn't know too much about you, so I started looking at your your Instagram page, which is Joe. Er- how do you, how do you pronounce it? I'm going to get this wrong.
1: Uh- Ergogenic Health. Ergogenic
0: Health. So it's a very fascinating Instagram page. Um, So I sort of had a look at a bit of the work you do. And then it wasn't until about a month ago that um, I'm a big fan of Ben Greenfield. I listen to just about every podcast. And I saw your name pop up and again, I go, hey, hang on, this name looks familiar. Um, So first of all, mate, how was that experience? Because Ben Greenfield, in terms of health, biohacking, he's probably one of the biggest names out there. So it must have been pretty humbling you know, being on the other end and actually
1: being on his podcast. Yeah, man, like it was funny because I was actually, um, I was out for dinner that night when he he messaged me on Instagram. He sent me a DM. And of course, as soon as I saw his name pop up, I literally had, I had a panic attack. I was so like, because he's someone I've looked up to for many, many years. And um, when I saw his message, he literally was like, hey, we should connect. Here's my number. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is my big break. Like something I've been waiting for really is to just get like, Recognition from someone who's way above me, and so took it from there. We started chatting, and then yeah, basically started brainstorming ideas, and then smashed out the podcast together. We spoke about primarily um, nootropics, and then really from there, so many doors have opened up, and I'm just yeah, really, really grateful that now I'm my content is being seen by more people because my mission always was from day one to just get my content out there to like millions of people. So
0: that's um, great, yeah, mate. I'm, I'm stuck. So you, you're a big fan of Ben's. You said prior to this, you were well aware of, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was following his work for, for years, man. And like I learned a lot from him and then some other health influencers and ended up going down other rabbit holes, um, found my own underground little health forums that I, that I sort of hung out in and, and then, yeah, just took it from there, man.
0: Great. Well, while we're, while we're on the topic of that, that's sort of where I wanted to begin with, mate. Um, you know, you obviously, you're well experienced in the health field now. You've got your own podcast up and running. You're the founder of a business. I, lo- I love using the word biohacker. I guess you could say you're a biohacker and you're also an expert on nootropics. So, before I um, give, give it going a little rabbit hole, do you want to explain a little bit about what it is you do?
1: Yeah. So, right now, um, majority of my time is spent curating like really cutting edge health content. So, I've pivoted recently from Instagram over to YouTube and I'm creating a lot more um, health videos and content um, I've actually got 12 more weeks until I complete my naturopathy degree so that's been a four year long degree um, doing that at southern school um, in Melbourne um, and yeah doing a little bit of consulting along the side um, and yeah just primarily curating content recording podcasts and yeah it's just it's awesome having so many different platforms where I can now start to you know, um, syndicate my content. So it's really, honestly, man, I, I really do enjoy what I do, and I just see things just exponentially growing. Like, because the idea there's there's never a lack of ideas on my end. Like, I've got an Excel sheet, literally, with over two thousand different like IG post ideas that I just. It's funny, man. I actually come up with the best ideas when I'm doing the dishes. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: It's sort of, you're right though, it's where it's at like with, you know, Instagram and so many platforms nowadays, everyone's got an opinion. There's so many different health experts out there and um, the opportunity to grow. One thing that I've always taken on board is we spoke a little bit about a name, Charles Poliquin, prior to hitting recording here. He always said um, that you you sort of, you need to jump the gun. And he, he what he meant by that is you've got to come out if you're, very passionate about something you think something true there's no point waiting for the research to come out because you're going to be behind the eight ball there so he always said that you know you've got to be you got to be ahead of the research um which you know pretty much backs up what you've said there a little bit
1: exactly man and that's um that's definitely one thing that I try and like pride myself on is not only sharing content or health information that people have seen before but it's all about bringing fresh new um ideas and, pers- and perspectives on different topics that's really what I really hope separates me from majority of those that create content. So yeah, it's, it's fun, man. It's definitely a fun journey.
0: No, for sure. And few, few of the topics and what, what it covered, what there's a few things I do want to touch on today and, you know, testosterone, sleep hygiene, nootropics is a really, really good topic that I want to touch on. Are these sort of the main areas that you do specialize your work in?
1: Yeah, obviously like focusing on the, the big three really at the moment. So like, um, optimizing brain function slash focus, memory concentration, and then, um, homo- men's hormonal health. Like I really, really passionate about, um, optimizing, um, male like hormonal health. And particularly for guys between the ages of 18 to 30, um, they're like a really good target audience for me to work with. And then obviously like sleep as well. And then a little bit on longevity and peptides and things like that as well.
0: Hmm. Well, let's get that's may as well hit the, um, hit the board run and then testosterone, that's where I wanna start on optimizing male hormones. Well, Before, before we actually get into that, um, a lot of people will be aware what testosterone is, but can you actually explain exactly what testosterone means and what it is?
1: Yeah, so testosterone is probably the um, most well-known hormone uh, in men. It is also produced um, in very small amounts in women, um, but obviously in men produce in large, larger amounts. Um, and basically it's a hormone that governs not only sexual function and muscle building, but also bone mineral density, um, brain function and just general like mood and, um, longevity. In fact, guys that have low testosterone, like between the ages of, um, 50 to 70 years of age, they have an increased risk of mortality. So, testosterone you could consider it the an anti-aging hormone it's part of many other protective hormones like DHA, mm. dht um and i think most guys need to care about it because um whatever they're doing if they're playing sports if they're playing football soccer if they're trying to run their own business if they're a carpenter whatever it, like having low testosterone is going to have a huge burden on their quality of life
0: mm. I want to jump in a little bit just on that because obviously when a lot of people think of testosterone, they think of, you know, teenage males, they think of aggression, um, you know, strength athletes. And I've, I've, I'm not sure, if, I hope you can back this up, but I've done a little bit of research myself um, and I got right into looking into testosterone and I discovered little things like a lot of research suggests that those people with high, high amounts of testosterone, it's quite the opposite. They can generally be, you know, more honest people they, um, and, and little things like that, more compassionate. Is there, any, is there any truth behind these kind of statements?
1: Spot on, man. I mean, that's something that like a lot of people, you know, that will be, be a surprise to most people because the stereotype is the male, the macho male who is disruptive to society and wants to cause conflict. Now, with testosterone, um, it actually promotes honesty. What the negative effects are associated with is when um, we have excess estrogen, because bear in mind that men's men's testosterone, a small portion of that can get converted into estrogen, and that's a normal, healthy process. But when it's in excess, that's when we tend to run into the aggressive behaviour, the mood dysfunction, um, irritability, impatience, things like that.
0: And when you say excess, what what does that look like? Is there how do you measure this? Is there? You know, I'm not sure how testosterone are they in milligrams or what's the scale here
1: yeah so um the best way to gauge where someone's estrogen and testosterone's at is to do a regular blood test um the units differ per, per country um but for the australian population uh we go by i'm pretty sure it's nano uh, uh nanograms per deciliter mm-hmm. um but that's for testosterone and then um estrogen has a different sort of range but when you look at the blood work, if somebody's estrogen is excessive or, or outside the the um, the their, their, their range, then we're going to run into a lot of the issues associated with um, high estrogen, such as, um, you know, dysfunctional mood states, maybe even um, hair loss, maybe even water retention, things like that.
0: Mm. So what you're saying, um, Lucas, is that obviously because we all, it is healthy you want to optimize your testosterone are you saying that yeah you can you can go to that extent where you can actually have too much testosterone and it can lead to some health issues well it
1: it, it is possible but only possible when a guy is injecting testosterone or taking pro-hormones but to be honest i've never seen a guy that can max out his testosterone naturally so high that they're going to run into issues like I mean, I got my levels to just shy of 1,000, like 1,000 nanograms per deciliter. It, on the reference range, on paper, it is actually off the scale high. Um, but I, I mean, I can't really... In the literature... Well, the funny thing is, man, they've actually reduced the reference range. They've actually made it lower because the general population has declined so much.
0: What, what do you see in terms of the, uh, the low end of the spectrum then? What are, the, what are some tail signs that you start to see? Is it low fertility, low sexual drive low muscle mass, what, what are some tail signs?
1: Yep, spot on. So um, all of those can be symptoms of low testosterone. I think the big one is just feeling apathetic and depressed. Mm. Like that's like so many guys that I just really want to protect and prevent them from going on, and obviously it's not medical advice, but going on antidepressants because um, really at the root cause of their issues, it might be low testosterone or not optimal and the thing is man like they might have levels that are like sitting at maybe 250 or 300 and that's within the range and the doctor will come back and say yep your result was your results normal but really like a 20 20 to 25 year old guy come on like we want to be feeling we that's when we want to be peaking we want to be motivated to train recovering building muscle burning fat high sex drive high motivation like really that's what most men should strive for
0: Mm. I, I i have come i'm glad you did touch on that obviously working in the mental health field i'm very passionate about all sorts of mental health issues and i did come across a study with again testosterone actually relates to lower levels to those who have high rates of testosterone lower levels of anxiety depression is this true to what you just touched on because they're generally going to be feeling better more energized is, is is that the primary factor towards
1: it yeah and and part of that would be based on the role the role that Um, testosterone plays in the brain that's the thing a lot of a lot of um you know researchers and doctors they don't discuss the implications or the effects of this hormone in in moderating um, brain function and 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 determining one's mood state because it plays a key role in um optimizing dopamine and dopamine is part of that thing that you know caffeine increases and other stimulating drugs things like that that actually fuel dopamine but really if we optimize testosterone, then dopamine will increase naturally as a result.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. So the burning the question then that everyone wants to hear after discovering how beneficial it is, how do we increase it? And we'll start off naturally, obviously, because we do know you can inject um, and all sorts of practices. But let's, let's, let's look at naturally, what are, what are the best practices that you would advise to increase testosterone?
1: Yeah, so I'd start with the most important point, and that is to ensure that a guy is lifting heavy weights. He needs to be doing at least three weight sessions or weightlifting sessions per week, or they can be doing um, a couple of high intensity sprint training or high intensity interval training. Um, these types of explosive, short duration, high intensity activities are what really spikes testosterone and keeps it elevated, whereas um, long, slow, steady state cardio and you know just think of marathon runners, think of a you know the typical example man is look at a marathon runner, look at a sprinter, like which physique would have higher testosterone. I can guarantee the sprinter would have much higher testosterone than a marathon runner
0: mm, for sure, and it it comes down to body composition as well in terms of muscle mass and everything
1: yeah and and part of that is obviously like we just touched on exercise, but really um the other component to this is this diet i mean like this is a huge component not not only for um testosterone but even for um like so many other aspects of health so really when it comes to diet most men should be focusing on high saturated fat intake which is animal products coconut oil animal based products chicken meat beef pork um seafood as well but seafood is it's not a saturated fat. It's a polyunsaturated fat, but it's still okay. Um, And then from the other component is to not restrict carbohydrates. That's, it's super important. Like I see a lot of guys going on the keto diet, carnivore diet, um, which is okay. But if their goal is to optimize testosterone, going on those diets will not lead to high testosterone. They need a small amount of carbohydrates to fuel to spark and to, to keep the spark going with the thyroid function, mm. um, and then from a, a a protein intake point of view, my recommendations are one point five grams per kilogram of body weight to two grams. So anywhere within that range is most mm-hmm. ideal.
0: It's a very good way. To, it's a very balanced start. What you're saying. I want to ask then because um, you did touch on you know some healthy sources of there's some meat in there what would you what would you be advice for a a vegan or a vegetarian who's looking to increase their testosterone? Is it, is it very specific supplementation or where, where do you go here
1: yeah, i mean it obviously gets um a little bit tricky because their food options are restricted so um yeah by all means supplementation is is warranted um it's necessary, particularly iron and b twelve um possibly zinc mm. um so they're like the three things to watch out for. Um, My issue with that would be that um, they may struggle to get their required protein intake. Uh, It can be a bit of a challenge, you know, because we're not, and the thing is, it's not all protein is created equal. Um, That's a really important point. Um, Just because something on the label says um, high protein, it's it's vegan or something. um, It's actually what's more important is the balance, the ratios of those amino acids. Um, You cannot beat like, you just cannot beat um, steak, <laughs> as we are as saying before. Like, first meal I start off with is, is beef beef mince, you know, mm-hmm. in the morning.
0: I've done it, mate. Lucas, don't worry. I've done it too. I <laughs> oh, I did it before a game of footy, which wasn't the um, wasn't the best option, I don't think, because I was running around with a bloody cow in my, in my gut for two hours. <laughs> but um, of the same, of, as you said, Charles Poliquin, he's an advocate of – he was an advocate, so of the, the meat and nuts breakfast, which I tried for a while, for especially for neurotransmitters as well. So don't dopamine – acetylcholine as well um setting them up early in the morning so i, I agree 100 now there's a, there's a funny topic that i want to ask you about which I, i've heard you discuss on another podcast and it's something that the last couple of months i've tried to. i can see by the look on your face i think you already know what i'm about to ask and it comes down to um icing the testicles when it comes to <laughs> increasing testosterone now this is it's something that sounds a bit quirky but me being someone who's Extremely passionate about any little biohack that I hear of or anything that's going to increase, you know, my health. I try it. So I've tried it. Um, give us some science behind it, mate. What actually? How does this help?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a fairly hot top. It's a hot, cold topic at the moment, um, but basically, yeah, the, the practice is basically um, it revolves cooling the testicles, um, and the reason being is because. Men don't realize this, but every time they're wearing underwear and they're sitting at a desk, driving in a car, um, you know, playing sports, things like that, their testicles get too warm to actually create testosterone. Whenever the testicles are two degrees too warm, they cannot actually synthesize testosterone. And spermatogenesis, which is the creation of sperm, completely, like, it gets arrested. So the practice involves... um, Applying ice um, to your underwear, like, and up against your testicles, um, about 10 to 15 minutes, two to three times a day. The best times are before bed, because um, you want to, you know, because it enhances morning wood, and then also before uh, going to the gym as well. So, like, before training. Right. Um, and, and honestly, like, when I first started this practice, it was about, I think it was about two years ago. After the first week, I was like, you know, I was waking up with super hard, like morning wood, high libido, better motivation, better drive. I was just like, this practice is legit. I then um, started a whole Facebook group de- dedicated to the whole practice, got like 3000 members in that group now, and literally every guy that's joined has reported benefits. So yeah. it is literally a free, it's a free intervention to boost tests. And that's why I really like it.
0: Why does does it come down to nitric oxide? I don't want um, what actually is the the purpose?
1: Oh, so as in the mechanism to actually boost?
0: Yeah, yeah. What's the mechanism? Because obviously, you know, it is going to increase a bit of blood flow to the genital area. Is that yeah. is that half the reason?
1: That's a really good point. So this is all theory. There's no obviously there's no research. Um, but um, yeah. So part of it would be the vasoconstriction that takes place, like the the blood vessels actually shrink and then you get a subsequent rebound vasodilation, which would bring new blood flow new nutrients, um, to the target tissue. So yeah, I guess that's one of the mechanisms. I think there'd be other things as well at play. Um, but honestly, man, like the results speak for themselves. Like I did blood work before and after like 12 weeks. I never did my, I never did a semen analysis. I'm not looking to have kids anytime soon. Um, but I have seen some research um, suggesting, like, doubling of sperm count after 12 weeks of, like, 15 minutes of icing, which is crazy. Wow.
0: So infertility, anyone looking at, you know, who is looking at it might, it might be the next free go-to, for sure. <laughs> what about um, another, very similar to, the, you know, the icing of the testicles. What about red light on the testicles? Ben Greenfield, who we both spoke about, that we're both big fans on. I've um I've got a drew red light panel sitting up in my bedroom, which I jump in front of, full naked every single morning. Um, uh, just jump in front of the red light. Uh, You you aware, to, you know, behind any literature behind this?
1: Yeah, I mean the research is very strong for red light therapy, um, and it continues to grow. We see more research outside the scope of um like testosterone, but even just general metabolic health, healing, wound healing, um. I've seen some good research on it um, supporting thyroid function as well. That's really important. So if we um, target the red light to our neck where our thyroid gland sits, and by the way, for your listeners, um, for those listening in, whenever it comes to optimizing testosterone, one of the first things I make sure is optimized first is their thyroid function because thyroid dictates everything else in the body. There's I've never seen a guy who has a sluggish thyroid and super high testosterone. It just doesn't exist. You need, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. I was just going to jump in and how do do you optimize that then? Or is it just, it comes down to the practices that we've already spoken about?
1: Oh, it does come down to some of those practices, but um, there are targeted nutrients. There are targeted herbs that can boost thyroid function. Um, Getting sufficient amounts of iodine, zinc, selenium, um, increasing taurine intake, tutka, like these amino acids um, and, and vitamins can help with um, optimizing thyroid function.
0: Mm, yeah. Great. I want to ask Lucas outside of testosterone, then when it comes to hormonal health, we'll stick on the topic of males. Cause that's sort of been the primary focus. Is there any other hormones that, you know, have a huge impact?
1: Oh yeah. As in like, are there any other hormones that men need to optimize Yeah, that
0: well? really stand out to you that you should really try and improve on?
1: yeah so the first one is um d h t and now this one here will if you google search um d h t functions or um if you if you do a little bit of research like even if you just google d h t in men the first things you'll see are hair loss and prostate increase like prostate enlargement um now a lot of that a lot of that research is quite controversial because really the issue is elevated estrogen, elevated cortisol and elevated prolactin these are the other issues that many blame DHT for now when we look at DHT it is 3 to 10 times stronger than testosterone mm. and all men produce DHT it's part of that conversion pathway we've well, got testosterone i told you before it goes down it can go down estrogen pathway or it can go down the DHT pathway both are important but um when we have higher dht that hormone there is heavily associated with confidence and um the alpha male type feeling like guys that have high dht have high that high um inner confidence that alpha male like feeling sturdy like just grounded you know what i mean
0: almost that typical stereotype the teenage strong male what why then, why do so many people are aware of testosterone and then and not so much DHT? Because I know, myself included, I haven't heard too much about DHT. Why is it that testosterone gets looked at as the as the primary hormone? That's
1: a good question. Um, there is more and more um, focus on DHT now, which is good. Unfortunately, there's a drug called um, finasteride, which is a hair loss medication. Um, and that has basically that blocks the conversion of testosterone to DHT and that has significant consequences like and even irreversible side effects. Like we're talking almost like permanent sexual dysfunction in men, even after taking that medication. So it's a real, I'm working with a few guys that have used that and have had issues and it's, it's really, it's really intense. Um, but like, I, I, I know that, we're going to see more and more research suggesting the benefits of DHT and, and I've already, you know, I've accumulated lots of um, research papers that show how DHT can be beneficial and not so problematic.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. Now, Lucas, we're going to jump ship a little bit. We're going to move on a little bit from testosterone and give, give that, a, give that a little break and let's talk new tropics. Haven't, I've covered this a lot in the on the podcast. It's, Something that I've really wanted to—I've just been right, waiting for the right guest, and I've certainly got it in you now, mate. Um, one, let's start off with: Can you explain, first of all, what nootropics are, and then I want you to go into how they can how they can benefit us, and also what are the best nootropics out there in the market?
1: Yeah. So the best way to picture nootropics or describe them would be: Have you heard of the? Have you seen the movie Limitless?
0: Yeah, I have. Yep, great movie. Um, Favorite actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, Well, funnily enough, the whole phrase of um, nootropics actually peaked. If you have a look at the Google searches, you'll see that after the movie um, Limitless was released, there was like a huge spike in the search term nootropics. Now, nootropics basically refers to any compound or substance, drug, either be natural or synthetic, that can boost cognitive function or support cognition. So that can be... Um, improve memory, improve focus, improve concentration, reduce anxiety, um, things like that. So there are there are hundreds of nootropics on the market, um, and part of my mission, and I've been researching and experimenting with a range of nootropics for seven years now. Um, and I've also put together like a nootropics masterclass, which it's a free course that educates men and women on the benefits of nootropics and how they can basically tap into them to boost their biology.
0: Do you have to be careful with any nootropics? Is it something that you can take every day? Do you have to cycle?
1: Yeah, obviously um, there's a range of different nootropics that are heavy hitters and they need to be um, carefully managed and cycled um, because the, the issue with some nootropics is that they build tolerance or they can be somewhat habit forming. Yeah. Um, so a, A good example would be nicotine. Nicotine is, it technically is a nootropic because it definitely improves memory and concentration. Um, But the downside to nicotine is that obviously it's extremely addictive. Um, And so that's like, for me, it's not a true nootropic. Whereas what I'm trying to present are um, a range of other compounds that can do that without the addiction. Um, Yeah. uh, yeah,
0: That's fascinating. How long do they last in the bloodstream? Because, you know I've, I've experimented with a few i'm not i'm not big i haven't experimented too much but certainly you know prior to a, a big exam or something um yeah. i thought right i might i might try it out a little bit is it something that lasts in your system for hours on end and on that what what do you personally take in on a day-to-day basis
1: yeah so um with the how long do they last that obviously differs per um nootropic so some of them have um, a very long half-life. Other ones do not. Um, but there are like a few compounds that can last not only just for the, like the whole day, but then have residual effects the next day, like still keep you above baseline. Um, but at the moment, really, I've been experimenting um, with some of the m- most well-known nootropics from Russia. Like, of course, the Russians have um, <laughs> developed the most most <laughs> intense ones Um, they actually give it to their, um, Soviet military and to their, um, astronauts to combat physical and mental stress. So it's like, we're talking like these, these compounds are designed to, um, build resilience, like build, um, adaptability and the ability to cope with, um, stress. So, um, that compound is actually called Bromantine. Um, it's a, it's a crazy name. I've done a YouTube video for those listening in, they can check it out. I did a YouTube video explaining um, what bromantane is and how it works. Um, so that's probably one of my favorites for like motivation and mood. Yep. Um, and then I'm always experimenting with other things. I've got a vitamin B1 derivative mm-hmm. at the moment. Are you and, aware uh, of
0: the, um, the company Neurohacker Collective?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Neurohacker Collective. Um, they've got a pretty versatile supplement, uh, Qualia. Yeah, which is, yeah. Uh,
0: so I've, I've got that in at the... Um, so I've got a little store up and running here just locally and that, that that's, that's a very popular... Um, I get asked about that quite regularly, that, that, that yeah. product.
1: It definitely ticks many boxes, that's for sure. They've, they've literally like targeted um, brain function from multiple angles. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one ingredient in there that I... I I'm really picky with the ingredients, but there is one ingredient that I don't believe should be used regularly um, and that's elbow...
0: I was going to ask you, you happy
1: to drop that. Yep. Yeah, of course. Um, L dopa it's Makuna L dopa Um, I personally think that that is an ingredient to stay well away from because, um, when we remove, but well, when we withdraw that, when we withdraw from that drug, um, we can feel very, very depleted because it, it basically hijacks dopamine production. Um, and really it's not sustainable. So, um, but apart from that, the formula is pretty good.
0: So again, when you say that particular product, then might be something that, that you really do have to cycle with and only take on the days that you really particularly need it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Outside of outside of the nootropics, then when it comes to improving the neurotransmitters in our brain, what you, what are, what are some other practices that you you're a big fan of?
1: Yeah. Well, um, using the sauna like is actually quite um, beneficial. Not for dopamine, but more so for the endorphins and like um, serotonin production. So um, sauna usage with an ice pack for those men listening in. Because keep in mind, um, the opposite to the opposite to applying um, cold heat to the testes will lower lower sperm count and lower testosterone. So that's something to keep in mind.
0: So you uh, um, but, so you so you'd recommend a jump in the sauna with with the ice pack on your testes still? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, very interesting.
1: (laughs) Um, But then, like, obviously, from a neurotransmitter perspective, like, there's a range of essential oils that, like, guys can use. There's peppermint essential oil. There's one called Blue Spruce, which is um, actually an essential oil that can boost testosterone. Um, And then, yeah, there's, like, a range of vitamins and things, like, high-dose vitamin B1 can... Um, increase acetylcholine quite significantly. Um, Yeah. There's so many cool practices out there really.
0: I think there is, there's a lot and there, there is some sexy stuff that you've just touched on, but a lot of people can start with a lot of the basics that we've, we've, we sort of already have spoken about a little bit with with the nutrition, the exercise, the sleep. If you improve Mm -hmm. those three big things, then a lot of these other practices can come into play. Something I, I want to finish off with you, Lucas, it's, it's one of my favorite questions to ask. I always love hearing on podcasts with a lot of, um, a lot of health experts what their daily routine looks like. I'm, I'm obsessed with my routine. It's, it, it really is just one of my favorite things to sort of cover. You want to run a suit, a typical day from the minute you wake up. I know you're an early riser like myself, 5 a.m. Um, let's run us through 5 a.m. to the time you go to bed. How you put all this into play?
1: All right. So let's talk about the most ideal day, um, which is probably about three to four days a week. Um, so as soon as I wake up, um, I actually have to do an Instagram post cause that's the best time for my U S audience. So it's a bit of a, a little bit annoying cause I'm starting my day looking at a screen, social media, but it's really important for me. Um, so I get that done. Then, um, what I'll do is either if I don't train, then I'll get my 10,000 steps in on my walking treadmill desk. Um, so that's all, this is all fasted by the way. So I'd hit, get to 10,000 steps. I would have um, tried to do a little bit of sun gazing if the sun has risen like early enough. Yep. Um, I would have had probably, I would have had a decaf coffee first thing in the morning. That's specifically to, um, trigger bile release and promote a little bit of fat burning and fat oxidation. Um, it's very bitter. So it helps with priming the body for digestion. Um, I'll take my vitamin B12 sublingually. I'll take, um, a couple of supplements, maybe taurine and artichoke extract. Um, and then, yeah, once my first meal, my first meal is like high protein, high fat, minimal carb, and then I carbohydrate backload. Um, so that's pretty much like, um, my, my morning routine.
0: It's huge and then what about evening?
1: <laughs> and then um so like well, evening routine so i've i um most important thing for me is uh getting those blue blockers on like mm-hmm. about three hours before bed um do you have a pair of those
0: yeah i do i've got um they're called they're from james swanwick are you aware of james swanwick
1: yeah yeah it sounds familiar
0: yeah. uh the swannies blue light blocking glasses oh yeah yeah so i um yeah i chuck those little orange tinted glasses on at night get a few funny looks from the rest of the family
1: <laughs> they are good though um and then once i put them on i'll um go outside and do a bit of earthing as well like grounding mm. um i find that's really important i do have an earthing mat like i use an earthing mat um on my desk and stuff but okay. yeah that's pretty much my my daily routine
0: and for those who aren't aware of earthing it's, it's simply a matter of really connecting to the earth and getting the, the positive energy flowing through the body yeah
1: yeah, yeah. exactly it's, um it's uh it's got a lot of research to um support cortisol levels in the body
0: as is, well is going to be huge towards improving your sleep as well and reducing stress inflammation exactly well, Brent, lucas mate your your wealth of knowledge as j- just about everyone's going to walk away and know from this where can um there is going to be a lot of people who want to know more about you because that would be taken away a lot from this just where can they find out more and um, yeah, where, where's everything
1: located on your, your own? Yeah. So they can um, check out my Instagram, ergogenic underscore health. Um, I've just pivoted to YouTube. So uh, my YouTube channel is boost your biology. Um, there's some really badass content coming out there. And then obviously my website as well, ergogenic.health. I have some courses as well. I've got a um, free sleep course, a free testosterone optimization course, and also a free nootropics course as well. So um, if people want to learn more and get stuck into some of the science and learn themselves, then they should definitely join them. Hit me up, and I'm happy to help them out.
0: Crazy, not to jump on it free for sure. awesome, yeah. Lucas. Been a, been an absolute pleasure, mate, and thanks heaps again.
1: Thanks for you. thanks, man. It's been um, it's been good.